Hey Mules and Jennies, this is Austin and Carson and we're from the UCM Career Services Center and welcome to the Mules with a Mission podcast. All right, today we are joined by our wonderful guest speaker, Director of Career Services, Amber Gorham. Hello, Amber. Hey, Carson. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. All right, so today Amber will be touching on job searching ethics. Um, so just a general topic, um, what is job searching ethics? Like how would you define job searching ethics? Yeah, I mean, I think, well, I mean, I think before you even think about job searching ethics, I think it's important just to kind of think about ethics in general. And I think a lot of that really focuses around your behavior and how you act and the things that you do or don't do. And so when I think about job searching, there's so many different components and so many different variables to job searching that you have to think about, okay, when I'm putting together my application, am I gonna be honest and upfront with that information? Or am I putting together my resume and the information you're communicating in an interview? So there's a lot of things that play into the job search that when a student thinks about, oh, I'm gonna apply and I'm gonna go through the interview and I'm gonna accept an offer or not accept an offer, I think there's definitely some behaviors that we wanna make sure college students and candidates in general are considering when they're going through those things. And I think also as college students thinking through, okay, when I make those decisions or I decide to do certain things around my job search, you know, how is that gonna have a direct impact on me or the employer or even how maybe my academic program or even the university might see me as a whole. So when I think about job search ethics, those are some things that come to mind is really just your behaviors around the job search process and how you're gonna represent yourself and how you're gonna behave as you're going through those, th those steps and those processes. I know um, you said before you start looking at job searching ethics, you kind of have to define ethics. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people's ethics are based off their own values, so that can kind of be different between everyone. Mm -hmm. um, but do you have some general do's and don'ts regardless of everyone's different values um, about the job search process? Yeah, absolutely. So when I think about job searching, I mean, I think it's really important that students think about pursuing opportunities that they're really interested in. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think that we want to waste the student's time as well as the employer's time. So really pursuing those opportunities that you really are generally interested in. Um, and then I also think as you think about the process of applications and um, your documents, I mean, I think being honest and upfront is really important. It's going to be pretty easy for an employer to know whether you've fabricated or lied about that information because at some point they're going to want to dig deeper with those things and if you can't provide that information or you can't really talk about those experiences um, it's going to become pretty evident and obvious that mm, maybe you didn't include all the information or are these really your experiences or did you you know fabricate them to some extent um, I also think it's important especially around job searching one of the things I always tell students that I think is really important is identifying the timeline because a lot of times whether you're internship searching or you're looking for a full-time job we don't always ask that question and so when it comes to well when do I follow up or when do I communicate with them a lot of times we don't know and if we ask that question then that gives you that appropriate timeline because you don't want to be that person that calls them every day every couple days or is emailing them all the time. So when I think about just the job search process as a whole, I think those are definitely some things um, to consider uh, to make sure that you're not you know, bombarding them and, and doing those kinds of things. 
Um, I also think too, you know, especially around um, projects or things that you might want to showcase as your accomplish accomplishments, making sure that it is your work. You know, you don't want to be turning in others' work. Um, you you want to write your own resume. You know, I think that's also important too of not expecting somebody else to do it for you. I mean, it's okay to have others look at it and proofread it and things like that, but ultimately that should be your work. And, and same thing with your cover letter. I mean, you don't want to be turning in things that that aren't truly yours. Um, and then when I think around just, you know, interviews and appointments and things like that, events, networking events, social opportunities, I mean, I think it's just, again, being able to be honest, being accurate, showing up for things, showing up for things on time, doing what you say you're going to do. I mean, those are all things I think are really important in terms of just good protocol and good etiquette around kind of the do's and don'ts of, of um, professionalism. I think that's a great explanation. So one of the biggest parts in job searching, at least that... I can think of that everybody you know that comes to mind for everybody is a job offer uh -huh. so when it comes to job offers how should an applicant handle an acceptance or a rejection what's the best way to do that yeah so I mean I think you know a lot of times when we get job offers um, I think for the most part hopefully we're really excited about it right because at this point you've put in a lot of work and effort you've applied you've interviewed you get offered the position and so I think for some people when those offers come you know whether like, hey, I want to take this immediately or whether I need to take some time to think about it. You know, I had to think about myself and even my professional career. Um, you know, when I got the offered the job in career services, uh, when that director called me at that time, I accepted it right away. I knew that was something I was really excited about. Um, but sometimes it is perfectly okay to really understand better what their timeline is. You don't have to accept right then and there. You can take 24 to 48 to 72 hours to make that decision. Sometimes you want to talk about that with maybe friends or family or, you know, loved ones, etc. to kind of decide, is this a good fit? And, you know, same with like as you're going through the interview process and you're learning about that company and you're learning about their culture and you're learning, they're learning about you. I mean, I think when you get to that offer piece, that's where you really have to decide, okay, does this align? Does this align with my values? Does this align with what I want to do every day? You know, you don't want to be in a situation where you're miserable and you're not happy. So really thinking about when you think about the work you're going to be doing every day, does that excite you? Is that going to excite you to get up and, and want to go and do that, that work in that position every day? So I think those things are important. Um, I also think once you get to the point of accepting an offer, you need to make sure that you don't find yourself in a situation where you accept and then maybe something better comes along and so then it's like okay now I'm feeling like I want to renege or I've only been there you know one or two weeks kind of thing and I'm looking to leave you know those are the things I would suggest that you avoid doing um, because really when you get to that offer stage and you've and you've made the decision that yes this is what I want to do you know make sure you're following through with those commitments I think that's that's really important um, what was the other part of that question you asked about the offer, the, re the rejection piece. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I would say here's, here's what's kind of really important. I think rejection around, if we're talking about like, hey, I've rejected an offer after I've accepted, there's not a real clear cut answer to that. But what I would say and my advice would be try to avoid that as best as you possibly can. Because here's the thing, recruiters talk to other recruiters especially within industries. Everybody knows each other within a particular industry. So if you burn a bridge with one, it's gonna be very easy for you to have that reputation among others. 
And so you don't want to find yourself in that boat. However, I would say there are some exceptions to that. You know, I mean, there are cases where, you know, maybe a, a parent of yours has gotten really ill and you have to move across the country. Or maybe, you know, you're um, married and your partner or your spouse has to move across the country for some reason, maybe for their job unexpectedly, right? And so I think if you have a good valid reason, you need to make sure you're open and honest with that employer about it and communicate what's going on. Because I, I will say there's probably a few exceptions where it's like, okay, I, I could understand that, you know, and maybe I, while I may not like it as a hiring manager, um, I won't necessarily hold that against somebody. But if it's just because you found something better, <laughs> a better opportunity or something that seems to be a better fit, you know, that's where um, it gets frustrating because you have to think about all that time and money that that employer has put into interviewing you, reviewing it, resumes, going through that process. And a lot of times those processes, I mean, while I wish they would sometimes be shorter, they can last a long time. And so if I've spent, you know, three to six months looking for somebody, think, I think I found the right candidate, I'm excited, they accept, I'm excited to bring them on board, and then, you know, I get a call a couple weeks later of like, oh uh, yeah, no, I'm just kidding, I'm changing my mind. That's gonna be really frustrating. So I think you wanna try to minimize that and avoid that as much as you possibly can. Um, and I think, you know, if there really is that no point of return, I think letting them know as soon as you can and making sure that you're communicating with the organization and the company and the recruiter, you know, all those kinds of things I think are really important. You mentioned a term earlier, renege. Can mm -hmm. you kind of explain that a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, and, and renege can actually happen on both sides. So you can be in a situation where as an employer, they may offer a candidate a position and then renege the offer based on you know things that might be happening. So for instance, I mean, I had that happen years ago in my career. I actually was offered a position and um, in my heart, I was kind of questioning that position of whether that was gonna be a good fit. And so the employer had offered me the position and then before I had formally accepted, I kind of kept asking these questions, which made the employer feel like, mm, I don't know that this individual is as comfortable with the position and what that role is going to be. And they actually reneged the offer via email. And I got an email that was like, you know, you sounds like you're kind of questioning some things. I'm not sure if this is really going to be a good fit between you and the organization. So we're going to actually withdraw the offer. Um, and that was, you know, kind of a, I'd never been through that process. You know, I was, and I was a, probably, uh, I mean, it was probably within at least the first five years of finishing my undergrad. So, I mean, I was, you know, a recent grad, you know, never been through that. And that was kind of heartbreaking. I was like, what? I got offered and all of a sudden you're taking it back in like, you know, a few, few matter of a couple of weeks or whatever. So that's definitely something that can happen, you know, so be careful with that as a candidate, because, you know, if you do start asking these questions and it does come across like, you're not as interested or you don't care as much. I mean, know that an employer can withdraw the offer at any point in time. Um, and that's known as, re as reneging the offer. Um, and then same thing from a candidate's perspective too, of if I go and I accept an offer and then I, I choose to renege and let the employer know like, hey, I'm not going to um, move forward with that position or that internship or whatever. So it's really all about withdrawing and not continuing with the opportunity on either side, the employer or the candidate. Awesome. Thank you for explaining that a yeah. little bit more. I'm, yeah. 
that was a term that I wasn't exactly familiar with. And I'm yeah, sure yeah. probably yeah. a few yeah. listeners <laughs> that. Yeah, that aren't as well. Exactly. And it's, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, all this I would say is, you know, it is hard. I think it's important, you know, when you're really evaluating offers, I think you really have to think about it from both sides. Try to put yourself in the employer's shoes as well as also think about yourself as the candidate. Um, I think anytime you get offered a position, trying to get that offer in writing, you know, I think that's important too, just because um, it formalizes it and then you know, okay, here's my start date, here's my benefits, here's my salary, here's those kind of things. So I think that's important too from a candidate perspective is just making sure you can get that writing and offer and get it in writing and know uh, what you're supposed to do moving forward. Cool. Thank you so much for elaborating a bit on just job yeah. search ethics in general. I know it's kind of a subject not a lot of people think about in the whole process because it's kind of a behind the scenes feeling on your own values and thoughts, but it's definitely right. something extremely important when you're job searching. Um, so now we're going to transition to my favorite part of each podcast. <laughs> um, so our building block question for today, and I have known about this question for like three weeks and I, and I don't even have an answer myself. Oh, so. great. We'll see how long this Putting takes. Putting me you. on the spot, which you know how I love that. Uh-huh. That's why mm -hmm. we did this question. Great. If you had to write your autobiography, what would the title be? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, and when would we get copies in the office? <laughs> uh, I knew I, this would be like a perfect question I knew somebody would try to give me because I'm not great at thinking at this on the, on the fly here. What would I say? I mean, the first thing that came to my mind in terms of writing my own autobiography and thinking about, like, I don't know that's a great, it's not really a title, but the first word that came to my mind was something about um, leadership because, I mean, I think at the core of who I am, that's really what I'm all about. Um, I love reading about leadership and I love trying to be a great leader to my team and, um, the work that we do every day in career services. I mean, I think all of us are super passionate and excited about what we do and, and how we're available to help students and employers. So, um, I don't know. I'm not answering your question. I'm like talking around it here because I, I don't know a title outside of like, I know, a tough one to put like, you on the spot for a title. I'm yeah. like for a title, but I mean, I think, um, I'm also thinking like some of the things that, um, the other thing that kind of comes to mind with, with me with that is something along the lines of um, adversity or challenges. I mean, I think, um, you know, defying the odds, something like that, I think might be, might be good. I could see as a fit for me just because, I mean, I've had a lot of challenges throughout my life. I mean, um, I lost my dad at 18 years old and was a, you know, freshman in college here at the university. And um, I easily could have just been, you know, that could have been like the breaking point for me of just like, hey, I'm not going back to school. I'm not doing those mm -hmm. things. Um, so, I mean, I've had some experiences in that regard and then just challenges throughout my life, you know, really from now until through my professional career. So, I think, yeah, something like defying the odds or something overcoming challenges to some extent because I think if I was to write my own story that would be a lot of the stuff I would talk about and how those things have really made me a stronger person and a better leader and uh, the reason why I try to be who I am every day. So yeah, something along those lines. Very cool. Alright, well that is all we have for you today Amber. Thank you so much for taking your time and talking with us. It's very insightful and we're happy to have you on. Awesome. I appreciate it. This was fun and hope to get to do it soon sometime. Absolutely. Great.
That's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week with another episode of Meals with a Mission. Make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you have any questions, you can reach us at 660-543-4985 or email careers at ucmo.edu. We will see you next time.